These are Extra Breaths. Coming to you straight from the lungs of me, William Marler, and joining me in the studio is Ben Wetherill. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good. So you might recognise Ben because he is the man behind the music from Straight From The Lungs. We're going to be talking about the soundtrack of the podcast and it's one of my favourite things about the podcast. It really helps it just take it further. And we met at university, didn't we? We did, yes. So do you remember the first project all that time ago? I do remember this first project. Still probably the most ambitious project I think uh, I've taken on. I'll always remember that Facebook message you reaching out for composers. and Yeah, it sounds like a... Sounds like a fun project, this. You know, yeah, you know. sounds like a fun project, but also ridiculous. A bit nuts. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eight projectors and yeah. but, four channels surround sound. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. It, I, to be honest, actually, I think if I hadn't have taken that project on, probably wouldn't be sat here today. I mean, it was a bit of a game changer for me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. In what way? In the way that I recorded music, um, because a lot of it was recorded by myself and some really experimental stuff. Me, for example, going round a hall with a single drum, playing it about 20, 30 different times and multi-tracking it and layering it to make it sound like this massive Japanese taiko ensemble and things like some really, really, really crazy things there. So do you think it made you want to take things further than you turn and um, yeah. challenge yourself? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Before Elemental, I relied heavily on using sample instruments and the one thing i think i remember saying i don't want to do that i want to record as much as physically possible that is real and that was the most challenging thing about it because even though i'm at a music college full of 350 musicians or however many there are there plus access to musicians around birmingham you know it's fairly musical city at the end of the day it's difficult to get people involved in things you know I, I do believe as a composer you should be able to play as many instruments as physically possible my Achilles heel is the guitar because I just can't play the guitar at all it's not I've tried it's something I've never really managed to to get down my fingers just disagree with it I don't know so I know a fair amount of guitarists and things like that so that was fairly easy but for things like percussion and strings and and brass sections and choirs and things like that that was a really 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 quite difficult task. So I know straight from the lungs the soundtrack has quite some interesting instruments yes, involved in it, doesn't it, does. it? So for Elemental, yes. what would you say was the most unique instrument choice that you had there? In terms of unique instruments, there aren't really that many unique instruments within Elemental, but there's some unique sounds. So for example in Water, I recorded a an upright piano. I sent that through an analog tape machine, like a proper quarter inch tape machine that you'd find from the 50s if you manually slow it down by using your finger to slow the tape down and speed it up and you can use play and pause and go from 33 to 45 etc and, and, and speed it up and slow it down you get some really weird effects and stopping the tape and then starting it again so if you listen to water from elemental it's got a very weird piano sound So that was quite challenging. That I'd never done before. And I've never done it again either because it took ages. Thinking back to something like water and especially sort of pianos mm. and things, there's a lot of elemental, as there is in you know most of your work, mm. there's a lot of elemental, I feel, in the soundtrack for Straight From The Lungs. Yes. There's, there's, it's a definite sort of Ben Wetherill yes. you know, production. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that's sort of something I, although I wanted a unique soundtrack, mm. I definitely wanted that's a continuation that. almost yes. of what we've already established yes. together. Yeah. I mean, piano is very much a staple of my compositional style has been for years ever since before I even came to Birmingham it was you know when I was just starting composition when I only started composition when I was about 16 when I bought my first 
laptop and like, yeah, let's make some music. Piano was part of that because it was my main instrument at the time. Very influenced by a composer called Ian Audi. He's an Italian pianist and composer. And does Ludovico. These, yeah, yeah. Does his very lush string piano orchestra. I've seen him a couple of times. And that stayed with me ever since I ever heard him. And there's definitely loads of elements of that within that music. And that, yeah, there's not as much as I would have normally have put within Elemental, but within Straight From The Lungs, it's very much a continuation of that, bringing that piano sound back in and bringing the, the strip back element. There's some elements of Elemental, obviously, like you said, you know, there's definitely some influence there. But I think, yeah, there's more influence of my piano and string music in that. So if we take it to the start of yes. Straight From The Lungs, mm. obviously, like most projects, mm. I just approached you saying, you know, yes. pitch this project. And mm. with everything like that, I always like to get across the, the tone and the yes. feel and not just I'm doing a podcast, mm. but actually what it means, you know, yes. real stories from real people. Can you remember what your first sort of inspiration, where did you start with um, creating the soundtrack for Straight From The Lungs? The creative process for me is very much a blur. <laughs> uh, I think it happens so quickly that I can never really pin down what it was. I mean, it was mainly those phrases and feelings that you were trying to get across to me. And if you're working as a media composer, the, the one thing that you've got to do with your music is be able to portray feelings and emotion. If you can't do that, then you'll ultimately fail as a, as a media composer. You know, if you, if you were presented with a film and let's say there's a sad scene, someone's lost their father or something, you know, on, on the screen. And, and if you can't portray that sad feeling and, and, and provoke somebody to cry or provoke somebody to feel sad, then that's going to be very difficult. So it was just a case of researching the type of music that would make me feel the emotions that you wanted me to feel and then sort of go from there. I mean, I already had an inkling for some things, but there were some things I'm kind of like, not really done that before. Let's have a listen to music that I believe would. And obviously the music that you sent over saying, oh, you know, things like this, you know. And, yeah. I always have to give you a little bit of like, yeah, a starting point. Yeah, the to... starting points are always really difficult as well, especially if you work with directors for films as well, then they send you some like, I want music like this. And you listen to it, and then you've got to be really, really, really careful not to just rip it off. But yeah. It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Because like Elemental, I sent over to you Box, yes. from, which is the other projection yes. mapping thing yeah. I was inspired by. There was also I Will Kiss from the, from the Olympics. Uh, from the London 2012 yeah. opening ceremony. Yeah. Again, just love the 17 minutes yeah, of just yeah, percussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was obsessed just... with that for a bit after you showed me that, because I, yeah. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of influence in, in, in Fire. There's, there's a bit in fire actually yeah. I remember listening to that and as yeah. soon as this little little bit as yeah. soon as that came in <laughs> I was just like oh my god this is amazing I think that's the point yeah. where I sort of fell in love with you a little bit just, oh really <laughs> I just thought you know this this yeah. guy yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first piece that you created for the soundtrack was Peace. Yes. And that is now the main theme of Straight From Lungs. Yes. It starts off every episode yeah. and ends it. It's actually my favourite piece out of the whole soundtrack yes. okay. because of that reason. You know, that's why yeah. I chose it as the main theme. It's just got such a optimistic tone, I think. At, mm. at first it sort of starts off low, but then there's a, a little switch midway through mm. where it just... Like, for example, in the trailer, mm. the trailer starts off and this is the, also the opening to episode one, starts off with all these really negative, horrible quotes about cystic fibrosis. You know, I had no idea you were dealing with all this, and I was never considered someone to have that much wrong with them, and mm. all these sort of horrible things, which is very much still a part of cystic fibrosis, yes. definitely, yes. and it's very much something I want to get across in the podcast. Mm. But then halfway through, you get a lift...
As soon as the lift comes in, it immediately switches all the quotes from negative to positive. And so you got like Beth saying, I feel like as a group we have a more positive outlook on things. Shaborn saying that CF has given her a reason to mm. use her voice in a really positive way, all these sort of things. And the music is such a brilliant way to be able to make that switch. Mm, and I think absolutely. I'd like to think it's quite subtle, but yeah. it's yeah, it ends up for me, I think it sounds really powerful yeah. doing that and really encompasses the whole mm. theme of straight from the lungs. Yes. The fact that there's a lot of negativity with, with the cystic fibrosis mm. experience, but there's also a lot of positivity that a lot of mm. people can get out of it. And I want the podcast to really reflect that. Yes. After listening to a couple of episodes, how do you feel about the music, how it s- sort of fits in? I mean, obviously, when I wrote the music, um, so one and a half years ago, it's very hard to tell what the impact was going to be like on the story, what it was going to be like on on the emotions of people. And you know, when you're writing the music, you're like, "Is this going to work? Is this is this fine?" You know, yeah. When you when you hear it with people talking, especially with peace, because strings have a very special way to resonate with people. The, the way that the instrument works, especially a string orchestra, it, it really can, you know, make or break you. It can make you cry, it can make you laugh, it can it can do whatever. But but especially with trying to uplift people, there's no other instrument that's 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 like it. You know, I, I think it's actually something special is the string orchestra for, for altering the, the emotion of a human being. <laughs> yeah, it works really, really well. I'm actually really, really happy with the way it's turned out. Good, because that's another thing, like the whole director-composer relationship. Mm. You've got your work that you create, and uh, in a lot of times you have some sort of visual inspiration. Mm. If it's a film, they'll have the the rough cut to compose alongside. For this, you had to go in fairly blind because I just gave you an idea of what was going to happen, but because it wasn't ready, you Mm. know, you had to just go from there. Yeah, I did have this slight feeling that you were going to turn around and go, no, it's all rubbish. No, (laughs) you need 10 new pieces. Okay, oh, God. There's there's definitely times when things have had to be altered or whatever, Mm. but Mm. I think with this one, I think I just... It's like, yeah, just keep them coming because yeah, you, yeah, you had yeah. the piece you sent to me and then others mm. and then slowly sort of drip feeding me them. Yes. And each one was just sort of slightly different. It was very yeah. much the same. It felt like straight from the lungs music mm. altogether, but yeah. everyone was slightly different and yes. there was a slight different mood and everything. Yes. So with peace, mm. if we go through that, am I right in thinking that it starts off with the harp? Yes. So it's a harmonic on the harp. Forgive me if I'm wrong with the pronunciation of that that technique, but I believe it's called flagolette. There'll be a harp player out there that's going, that's all wrong. (laughs) It's very angelic. I mean, the instrument itself is very angelic. I mean, a symbol of angels. I mean, the whole whole instrument. Uh, And I've worked with harpists quite a lot, so the instrument resonates with me, you know, quite a lot. I mean, in fact, actually, last month I worked with a harpist recording some music. I seem to record a harpist every month, which is quite rare for some people. It is a rare instrument. But yeah, the, the whole instrument resonates with me quite a lot. And there's a lot you can do with it. It can be used in very experimental, extended techniques to make it sound very horrifying and very metallic. And, you know, you can use it in horror films and things like that. But if you play it in its natural natural state as it is, it's a very, very good instrument to make it sound like uplifting and the sort of thing that you wanted. I think that's another thing as well that I love about the soundtrack because it's very important for me that the podcast is very authentic mm. and that I'm not editing these people's stories, even if there's things that I don't agree with or whatever. Yes. It's their yes. authentic stories and that's what's important. Mm. Real stories from real people. And there's not a lot, I don't think, from the soundtrack that mm. is... It, it, seemed, it all seems very raw, very clean. Mm. There's not a lot of 
techno electronic <laughs> yes. sort of influence that yes. whereas there was a lot of that in elemental, in elemental yeah. this seems very stripped back i mm. mean some of them you you give me versions that are even more stripped back yes. was that something that was a conscious decision yeah, it, it, I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it would have worked. Um, I mean, it needed to sound, like you say, quite raw, quite, you know, natural as, as such. It needed to sound more relatable to the natural order of things instead of sounding very fake, very electronic, you know. Electronic works occasionally. I mean, there's there's a few synths in there, and the synths are very soft. They're not, you know, very harsh-sounding synths. You know, they're, they're uh, what we'd say like a roll-off, or it's got a, what's called a high-pass filter or a low-pass filter where you take a lot of the frequencies away to make it seem bit warmer or you know less bass in it and things like that um but yeah the majority of it's very natural i think with peace as well one of the other things i love is i really love like ancient greek sounding yes, music yes some of the earliest stories mm. come from ancient greeks mm. you know um homer's odyssey and yes, iliad for yeah. example and straight from the lungs is a storytelling podcast yes. and it's almost like sitting people down at a, mm. a, a symposium and yes. discussing the issues of cystic fibrosis mm. in this very sort of real authentic way and yeah there's a lot of depth within the soundtrack yes. that mm. you know I love that matches what, yes. I'm, what I was trying to do with the podcast mm. I mean I tried to really not step near any instruments that would provide you know negative thoughts or would provide you with some sort of negative emotion that it doesn't sort of you know resonate very well with the story so you have to avoid certain instruments like brass for example is normally there to symbolize you know heroes or villains and things like that so stay clear of all of that woodwind works quite well um if it's given the right instruments very angelic and things like that percussion there's not that much percussion there's a little bit of percussion in the tracks that are sent over but it's mainly there to provide something that's more uplifting and not very dark there's a little bit in there but not very much, but yeah, I tried to stay clear of a lot of that. Ikiru is probably the saddest of the soundtrack. Mm. And that's actually alive in mm. Japanese, isn't it? Ikiru. Um, to live. To live, live in Japanese. Yeah. Well, I mean, alive, same thing, really. Yeah. There's a couple of tracks that just wouldn't match mm. certain situations, but Ikiru's been able to really lift those up. And, mm. for example, at the end of episode one, we hear from Becky mm. talking about losing L. And Ikiru was just a beautiful piece to put on there because it's it's almost like it recognises the struggle and the heartbreak and all these horrible negative emotions with losing a loved one it lets you live those emotions but it's not just saying that that's all there is yes. you know it's there's a lot of optimism in it like mm. there is in all the other tracks again it matches what these people's outlooks are yes. for example becky in episode one obviously talks about the huge huge heartbreak of losing l mm. and then ends it off by saying about l's legacy mm. and how she has inspired people to yes. feel braver and you know what she's left behind and mm. all this positivity that she was able to spread while she was alive so if you had something that was entirely negative just doom and gloom and that's all there was about it mm. it just wouldn't fit no no you wouldn't be able to pick it up at all i mean depending on the seriousness of the music as well it, it's very difficult to turn that around so if, if the music was too sad for example you just you wouldn't be able to pick yourself up out of the gutter really yeah having a, a music that's a mixture if you work the chords in the right way so you don't go too negative too minor you, you can swap that around and use certain chord sequences to lift you out i mean a lot of my chords are quite dense there's a lot of like extended harmony and, and and not very conventional chords in there they can provide you with a lot 
lot of mileage, especially to play with emotions and to provoke the right emotions or the wrong emotions or, you know, and however you want to work it. But it's all about instrumentation. Again, it's the strings. It's the strings. For me, that's what does it. Another one that I absolutely love from mm. the soundtrack is Hope. You know, the reason I love it so much, really, is just this start. Because mm. for me to be able to talk over it and then to be able to stop talking and it suddenly spring into life, yes. that's yes. a really powerful thing. Mm. Yeah. This was really hard, actually. <laughs> this was like the hardest one. Yeah. I spent more time on this track than I did on the entirety of the, the all the soundtracks, I believe. Yeah. Uh, because the difficult bit about this was, I mean, the harp at the beginning and the and the strings to begin with. That's that's all relatively relatively simple. It was when the the violin and the cello come in, playing two melodies that really don't fit together. Trying to get those to actually work together, but not work together, because I wanted to make them sound like they're playing not really related to each other. Constantly going backwards and forwards from deleting this. No, this isn't working. This isn't working. Well, it was three instruments actually before I ended up deleting the viola and going that's too much it's too much but i wanted to do something i've not really done before playing with two individual soloists coming out of this really angelic background yeah eventually after much trial and error it, it, it worked it was kind of actually one of the ones i was happy with the most mm. um but yeah very very difficult to, to write because i love at the start when the harp it, it's almost like the fingers of the harp player are sort of dancing along the harp yes. and yeah. it feels so playful yes. but in a way that's still fits all mm. the tone and it's still nice and you know sophisticated it's yes. it's i've actually reined myself in using yes. it because i want to use it all the time as it introduce yeah. an episode but you know there needs to be variation so i'm mm. like okay so i use that to introduce episode two i'll leave it a bit and then yeah, i'll yeah. do it again yeah. you know it's so tempting to do but i think a lot of it for me, you know, you compose the music, mm. but then for me, it's really important for me to, you know, use it correctly. So there's also, you know, matching clips to emotions and things like that. Mm. But there's also just, you know, wanting to make it sound good technically. You know, I don't yes. want to take what you do and make it fade off too quickly or, you know, yes. I want to yeah. give it, you know, do Absolutely. it justice sort of thing. Mm. And for me, that's such a huge part of the actual editing mm. process. But it's one of my favourite bits, actually. It's one of the bits where I get to be a bit more creative. And like I say, yes. the whole point of the music and why I love it so much is that it takes something that you've been maybe editing over over the past week or two weeks or whatever, and it just brings it to life yes. immediately. Yes, absolutely. We always say, you know, especially it, when you're writing music, music can completely make or break something and i actually teach a little bit about sound design and film music and and sounding games as well and things like that when i'm normally teaching them i i, I show them a film called cloverfield if anybody's not seen cloverfield it's a kind of a sci-fi horror film but there's no music in the entire film not a single inkling of music apart from the credit scene where they hired Hans Zimmer, which is obviously a very expensive credit scene <laughs> but it's one film where having no music works but 99.9% of the time, having no music really doesn't help the film as much as you'd, you'd, you'd think that it would. You know, we're not walking around in real life and there's some soundtrack playing. When you sometimes wish, you know, you could yeah. just montage a certain sequence of your life to some really yeah. powerful, uplifting music. And, it's not about you, but I listen yeah. to things to, uh, <laughs> to do that. Matching the wrong music and, and fa like you say, fading it out incorrectly or using it incorrectly can really ruin something quite dramatically. Yeah, there are AAA games and, and Hollywood blockbusters where you listen to the music and you're like, it's awful. Yeah. Why have they done that? It's like a 
second thoughts. You know, thing. and there are films out there as well where, you know, associations between composer and, and director have, have fallen apart and the composer just doesn't want to be associated with something, you know, because mm. of what someone's done to it in the end. And I think there definitely has to be a an appreciation for the music. You know, before you put something in there, you can have to sit back and think, does this actually do it justice or am I buttering it? You know, you don't want to use it incorrectly because it can then also butcher your work as well. Yeah. You know, it really does help having, like I say, an appreciation of music and whether it's like, say, fade out times or the way you use it, it really make or break something. I think also mixing as well, because mm. um, there's a lot of podcasts that I find make the music far too loud. Yes. And yeah. especially mixing it with the voiceover. Yes. I just think, you know, it's drowning out the voiceover. It's, it's, it's you know, with a lot of podcasts, mm. because it's very much sort of radio yes. and a stereotype of radio mm. is this sort of like, good morning, welcome to, you know, <laughs> straight from the lungs FM sort of thing. Yeah. And you've got this really, really loud bed underneath. Mm. I think for some podcasts, there's a tendency to try and emulate that. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to a radio documentary or, mm. or a TV documentary, anything like that, that is essentially what a lot of podcasts are. Yes. They are documentaries, yes. they are true crime or whatever it is. They're factual retellings of stories and things. The music is treated with a lot more care. Yes. And yes especially with the sound mixing and everything. Mm. And that's very important for me is, you know, it takes a lot of time to really get it right, mm. but it's mm. so worth it because, yes, you know, absolutely. I want me to be clear and heard and everything yes. like that. And then when the music has its moment, that's when it can become full volume when yes. I finish and you can listen to it. And mm. there are some bits where I let the music go on for maybe a bit longer than yeah. some people might. I've got this music here, so I want to sort of really use it and yes. let you stay in that moment yeah. for yeah, a little absolutely. bit longer than... Some people might just, you know, take it away, next thing sort of thing. Mm. I really want people to stay in that moment. But it's interesting that you said about the director-composer relationship again, because mm. a huge, huge part of Straight From The Lungs and partly involving you is the fact that it's such a collaborative effort. Mm. Um, I came up with the idea and I presenting it and producing it and mainly you know, sorting it all out. But it's got music from you, it's got illustrations from Vicky and all the people that I've spoken to, these amazing storytellers who don't even know necessarily that they're yes. so amazing at storytelling. All of those things coming together, it's really elevated what I ever thought it could be. You know, you know, if I was doing this just on my own, it'd be, so, you know, nowhere near as good. But mm. then bringing someone like a musician like yourself in really takes it so much further. Yeah. And so I, I've always said that Straight From The Lungs is definitely a sort of collaborative project yes i really love that about it actually yeah because i'm so used to doing stuff that's just me and i used to very mm. much be very protective over being the person that orchestrates everything yes and not thinking hang on a minute if i extended it to someone else who could do the music for example or whatever then it would take it further but now that i'm doing that it really has opened my eyes to how wonderful actually the whole collaborative teamwork process yes. is. I mean, obviously, we first got a good sense of that from Elemental. I, I always believe collaborating, whether it's solely in music or whatever industry you work in, it can open a lot of doors. It can open a lot of doors and build friendships, and it can also provide some light on the project that you're working on as well, because you, you may want to have some control over something, and you may be like, I want to physically control every aspect about you know this. And I've left bands because of that. I'm looking to start a band at the moment where, yeah, I do control everything. In a band, sometimes democracies don't necessarily work, and sometimes they do. You know, it really depends on the people and the outlook of everything. But with a project like this, it, it can really, you know, like I said, provide some new light on things. You know, it might completely, you might be sat there thinking, oh, this is what the project's going to be, and then someone else comes and sits down and goes, have you thought about this? And then you're like, huh. Oh. 
yeah, why don't we yeah. do that? You know, and without having people collaborating, it may not have the impact that it could do. So, having listened to a couple of episodes, what do you think of the podcast so far? I'm loving it so far. I mean, it's it's very eye opening. I mean, as someone who also lives with a full-time you know chronic condition with Crohn's disease unfortunately it's nice to hear from people who have lifelong conditions and, and how they deal with it and the stories behind it all and it's uplifting it's inspiring getting a tear in my eyes thinking about it just now yeah it, it's nice to hear stories like this and I've not really heard it like this before and it's not really exposed enough which you know I wish you the best of luck with that because it, it needs to be well, thank you very much, Ben. It's been wonderful having you in the studio. No, it's been wonderful to be here. So, And anyone listening, don't go anywhere, because now you'll get a chance to listen to the entire Straight From The Lungs soundtrack in full. Thank you.
University is episode 5 of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.